Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Do you want to make your next live stream a success? Here is a handy checklist of items to consider before you go live. Welcome to episode 30 of the Launch Your Live podcast. My name is Christian Karasevich, and I'm joined by Jim Fuse. And today, we're going to be talking through a number of items that you want to make sure you run through before you start your live stream. Isn't that right, Jim? Absolutely. You know, and systems are so important in live streaming. I mean, there's a lot of things that people forget about. And so really with this episode, we wanted to provide you a checklist that if you just use this every time before you go live, I mean, some of it will become habit, but sometimes we forget things. I know just recently I heard someone said they had this great uh, four person, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, panel and they forgot to hit the go live button. So it didn't even record with their StreamYard software. So sometimes those simple things can be the, you know, as they say, sometimes the devil is in the details. And I will say this, I mean, these are items besides hitting that go live button. They're things to help improve your live video broadcast. And I know Jim, we've broken this list down into basically two different areas. One of these is hardware-based and the other one, let me rephrase, it's computer-based and the other is more equipment-based. So let's go and start with the first one and that is to avoid last-minute software updates on your computer. Now, this is an important thing that you wanna make sure you do before you go live because while it's a software update, sometimes a software update will actually mess up or break things. For example, if you're using live streaming software that is cloud-based, such as StreamYard, it goes through the web browser. And let's say you update to the latest version of Google Chrome. Well, you actually could break your broadcast. And the downside to that is then you gotta go download a new version of Chrome. Then you gotta go back into your broadcast and try to actually get it going. Now, the second thing that I recommend that you do prior to your broadcast is to reboot your computer. And I know you'll hear Gemini talk about this quite a bit. And the reason we recommend rebooting your computer is because live streaming takes a lot of system resources. Now, this doesn't mean you use, you know, just the RAM in your system, but sometimes, for example, you need that hard drive space as well because your operating system needs all this stuff to function. And so make sure you reboot your computer. This will actually free up uh, RAM that might be held in memory. It can free up hard drive space. In addition to that, if you ever have any challenges, for example, maybe you open your live streaming software and it recognizes a certain audio device. When you restart your computer, it can actually fix that because sometimes like Skype, for example, will hijack your microphone and it might not work in StreamYard and so forth. So make sure you reboot your computer. Okay, Jim, what's the third item in this list? 
Well, of course you would bring up this third item to me because I'm a tabaholic. You need to close those open tabs and apps. Now, I will say a, a really good program, at least that I use, or I don't know if I call it a program, it's it's really a widget, it's called OneTab. So it will let you save all those open tabs, but you still want to reboot, reboot the computer before you start opening up, as an example, if you're using StreamYard when you open that tab or whatever, beforehand uh, because that's going to close all those tabs up at least you'll have that history because i know when you've got 30 tabs open you can say well i really need to go back to that later so but you got to close those tabs close those apps because they're taking up memory or maybe running other things in the background and so uh yeah i gotta gotta admit you know christian i i have a issue with tabs uh <laughs> i just it's just what i do i have the same issue actually a lot of times so Okay, so that's item three. And by the way, there's this list is about, what, 23 items long. So, Jim, what's the fourth thing that people should do prior to going live? Well, you definitely need to you know, clear your computer memory. Make sure that you've got all these things closed because, you know, it's it's really going to be it's going to be that RAM and and even sometimes like with a Mac, you may find your machine starts to drag and so you may need to make sure that you're cleaning up your storage because sometimes your hard drive can affect how your computer's running. You know, this kind of goes back to having those software updates, things of that nature. So you may want to make sure you have an external drive to take a lot of these files off. If you're, Because if your computer seems like it's dragging, it could definitely be a, a memory issue. I mean, what are, what are some of your other ad advice uh, on that, Christian? Well, as far as clearing the computer memory, I would say this. If you feel like your computer is dragging before you start your live stream, make sure you restart the computer before you actually go live, you know, because that's actually going to hopefully free up a little more resources for you. And that could, by the way, be video RAM and it could also be computer RAM, two different things. So video RAM is for, you know, the picture quality. So when you start live streaming, you do want to make sure you have, you know, ample resources and that includes, you know, free processing power. So like more RAM, for example, so your computer can open things and hold things in memory you know, the hard drive space so the operating system can run in the video RAM. Because if you notice, for example, when you start your videos and it's, you know, maybe the frames are behind a few and whatnot, uh, that actually can be, you know, an issue as well. And uh, one tool I actually recommend to do this to do a lot of the memory cleanup is a tool called Parallels Toolbox. And so Parallels Toolbox, for example, is it's an all-in-one tool, and we'll put a link to this as well, but it basically does a lot of different things. For example, if you're going to be showing your desktop, it has a way to automatically hide all of the files on your desktop. It can free up your memory as well. It can clean up your hard drive. It can put things into airplane mode, sleep mode, all the things that you want to make sure you shut down before you go live. Um, so that's uh, one other item. Now, I'm going to move on to the next two, Jim, and you know, this next one is really important. And a lot of people, they swear by using Wi-Fi. And here's the thing. Wi-Fi is great if you're on a laptop and you're, you know, accessing it here and there for things. But when you start doing live streaming, you need a consistent internet connection. And so you want to make sure you plug your computer into an Ethernet port. And the reason is because when you do that, your wireless signal is not bouncing off, you know, things around your house, your apartment, and when you're using Ethernet, you're getting a consistent feed into your computer. So 
make sure you plug into Ethernet when you are live streaming. Now, I know if you have some of the newer Apple MacBook Pros and even some of the PCs, you do need a dongle to be able to plug into Ethernet, but it is a worthwhile investment. And I'd also say this, if you ever go to a hotel, sometimes their Wi-Fi is pretty good, but their Ethernet might be better. So don't you know, don't shame Ethernet, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Um, try to use Ethernet for your live stream. Now, the sixth item is to test your internet. So just because you plug into Ethernet doesn't mean that you're going to have the best internet speed. You need at least five megabits per second. And I know, Jim, we've talked about this on a previous episode, how to you know identify what the right speed is for your live stream. But make sure you test your internet. And a tool we use for that is speedtest.net. You basically connect to the network, whether it's, you know, if you happen to use Wi-Fi, just connect to the Wi-Fi network you're going to be on, but use the Ethernet plugin and then go to speedtest.net, hit go, and it will tell you your upload speeds and your download speeds. The key feature you want to focus on, upload speeds. So that's number six. Jim, what's next? Well, now we're going to get into checking your equipment. And so really the seventh thing that we want to talk about is check your camera. Is it at the right height and angle? I mean, a lot of people don't think about it sometimes, but you got a couple things potentially going on. So say for an example, you've got some lower thirds. Well, if your camera's too low, um, you may actually have that lower third cutting off part of your face. The other thing happens as well is sometimes people don't realize the camera is literally looking up your nose. We really don't need to see what's going on up there. So make sure that that camera's at the right height. Make it so it's easy for you to look right into the camera because you got to remember, if you're looking at the screen, people think you're not actually looking at them. And it's something that takes a little practice. And so, you know, make sure you're centered. Look at your background. Is your background, you know, maybe your camera got shifted and, and your backdrop isn't completely there. This is extremely extremely important if you're using a green screen that you've got your camera right and your lighting right because if not you're you're potentially going to have some ghosting going on and some other things so uh camera is very very important but even more important which is number eight christian why don't you tell us what that is it's to check your audio levels and this is important because well you want to make sure that your microphone levels are set to a certain volume. So for example, and this varies by the way, Jim, depending on the microphone you use, your tone of voice, you know, everybody has a different pattern and sometimes somebody might need to increase the decibels. Other times somebody might need to lower it. And the key thing is to find that right balance. And you want to make sure when you're working with your audio levels is that you look out for audio clipping as well as slow internet. And basically audio clipping is where you're, volume, you've got the, it's a meter. So it's green and then yellow and then red. And what you want to make sure you do is avoid clipping. So basically that's when you're getting to the top of the meter. And so you want to avoid that. And this also can happen if you have really slow internet, you'll notice you might start to sound like a robot. So be sure you check those audio levels. And you always want to do that before your broadcast, because during your broadcast, yes, you can tweak things but sometimes when you make audio adjustments, they may require going into certain programs and things like that. And so it might actually affect your entire broadcast. So keep that in mind. Okay, so that's number eight. So Jim, number nine, this is to secure any loose cables. And this is important because, well, let's say you have that extra long cable on your camera or your webcam and you happen to have it under your desk. 
Maybe you accidentally kick it and out comes your connection. So you might lose your video connection. In addition to that though, you know, you want to make sure that you're comfortable. For example, if you've got a messy desk and you've got all these different cables, well, cables also can cause interference during a broadcast. And I don't mean interference in the fact that, well, hey, I tripped over this cable or I accidentally unplugged the power cord. When you take, for example, an audio cable and you overlay another audio cable, if they're not shielded properly, for example, you get one of the, you know, a cheap, really cheap pair of headphones and you overlay it over top of something else, you'll actually get interference during your broadcast. And well, as you and I both know, audio is the most important part of a live stream. So make sure you secure any loose cables, check for any overlap as well in those audio levels. And then the 10th item is to run a test stream. Now, a test stream doesn't mean you're actually going live on your specific Facebook page. All you need to do for a test is really to go live either on a profile, maybe in a private group, or even, for example, on stories. So basically, you run a test, and the whole point of running this test is to see, is my internet actually sufficient for this? How does my audio sound? For example, I know when you and I just started recording this podcast episode, even though this was a podcast, we ran a test and we ran a test because we wanted to make sure the internet was sufficient because we had had some challenges on a previous recording. Okay. So Jim, do you want to take the 11th item in the list? Right. Clean up your background. I mean, a lot of times I think uh, people almost try to get too cute and you want people to focus on you and your voice when you're doing your live stream. So if you've got a lot of distractions going on in the background, that sometimes takes away from the message. So I'm actually, and I know you are, are as well, Christian, I'm very much into more a simple background. I mean, it's great if you want to have a bookshelf behind you or other things, but uh, if your background is too busy, it can take away. And sometimes you don't consider the fact that Maybe what you're wearing, say, shirt-wise, blouse-wise, is the patterns can really be distracting as well. So, you know, you need to be careful about maybe having dots or stripes or other things. And, and, and so sometimes I think having this kind of a plain, you know, plain colored shirt, you know, maybe go with your branding color or something like that. But you really want to make sure you don't have too much noise going on in the background. And that inc and it can include the lighting as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, you because you've seen that as well. I mean, Christian, what, what are some of the things you've seen that really people maybe forget about when it comes to their background? I mean, part of it is this. I think a lot of times people put too much stuff behind them. So they load up their shelves with, you know, with books or, you know, little pillows or things like that that really go with their brand. But it's just it's too much stuff. And so, if, for example, if somebody's sitting there watching your live stream and they're they're actually then trying to maybe read what's actually in the background. So I know it sounds silly, but they're straining. They're like, what is that? Like, so they're basically missing your live stream because they want to really see what's behind them. And there's a lot of different ways you can clean up your background on you and you and I talked about this on a previous episode as well, Jim. Uh, but that includes, for example, in your case right now, you're using a solid vinyl background you know, I know I use a step and repeat for one of my shows. I know another one, I use a solid background as well. Sometimes, for example, if you're going to be in a hotel, you might want to use that for your background because it actually is a nice, clean background. So there's lots of ways to make that background much better and less distracting. Jim, Okay, so what's number 12? You want to make sure, especially if you're in an internet-challenged uh 
area, take those extra devices off of the internet. If you're, maybe you have your kids, especially right now, and maybe now trust me, if they're doing virtual school, you may have to think about, uh, you know, what time you're going live at, because if everybody in your location is on the internet, it even if you have your uh, ethernet or maybe you don't have ethernet, that is going to impact performance. So you might say, Hey guys, I need you to get off the internet for a little while and, and then have them come back to keep that speed at, at a consistent level. Uh, so that's definitely something to consider, you know, also maybe do things like if you've got your phone, yeah, make sure you put that on do not disturb as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause those are the sort of things that can, can definitely interrupt your, your stream. Definitely. And this leads me to item number 13, which is very similar to removing devices from your internet. So removing, you know, gaming devices, for example, if people are trying to stream and do download big downloads or play games, for example, maybe you want to have a separate network set up just for that and then have one set up for live streaming, but definitely make sure you remove devices. Now, in addition to that though, make sure you disable any cloud-based software beforehand. Now I know we mentioned that StreamYard is a cloud-based solution that works through your web browser, but it's cloud-based in the fact that it's, how can I explain this? I guess it's not like a Dropbox or a Google Drive that is also cloud-based. It basically does things on the fly to improve your broadcast from their end. Now, what I mean by disabling cloud-based software, these are things such as Dropbox, So when you have Dropbox installed on your machine, it might be checking your internet every one, every hour. And so what will happen is you'll be doing your broadcast and it will freeze. And then it's freezing because Dropbox is trying to go out and check the internet and there's not enough bandwidth. It can then throw things out of sync, make you sound like a robot. Same thing for Google Drive. I would also say any other cloud-based software, for example, even if you're doing a backup of a computer, for example, if you're using a Mac and love Macs, but I would say this, if you've got you know a hard drive plugged in, you're doing Time Machine, which is their automatic backup, that can also cause issues as well. So make sure you're, you disable any cloud-based software that you have running. And I don't mean like, oh, you have to uninstall it. All you literally need to do, for example, if it's Dropbox, go to the settings option. It'll say, pause this syncing for the next X amount of time. And then just remember to go turn it back on. Okay, so number 14, of 23 items is to turn off interruptions such as alarms, phones, etc., and to put your computer into do not disturb mode. Now, there are a few ways you can do this. For example, if you're on a Mac, you can go up to the little hamburger menu that's in the menu bar and you can actually option click on it and it will turn on and off do not disturb. In addition to that though, there's also Parallels Toolbox that we mentioned earlier. That also has basically a menu of handy features where you can quickly turn on or off, do not disturb. So make sure you turn off any interruptions. Um, let's see what else, Jim, uh, alarms, make sure, for example, you don't have the ringer on for every time you get a message. This doesn't just apply to your computer, but your tablet and your mobile device. Any other interruptions you can think of that people should turn off? Well, actually don't forget about the human interruption. Maybe you want to put a sign on a door or something to remind, uh, friends or family members that you're live on video because the last thing you need them do is have them come running into the room where you're live streaming, asking you a bunch of questions because uh, mm-hmm. that could be a little awkward. So you got to remember too to kind of give yourself that that buffer zone that everyone realizes like, hey, I'm, I'm going live from this period of time. So please, you know, 
try to be a little bit quieter, especially if you're coming anywhere near the area that you're, you're live streaming to. And, uh, and so that also then takes us to the, the next uh, number 15. We're going to talk about your guest, right? You want to prepare your guest for the show. You don't want it to be a surprise. So make sure you're sending notes to guests beforehand. I know, Christian, you do a great job with social chatter. Tim and I do the same thing with uh, the Tim and Jim show. We send beforehand, days beforehand, not even necessarily like, you know, minutes beforehand. Here's what we're going to be talking about. Here's the questions we're going to be asking you so that the guest is prepared. Because the last thing we want to do is to have our guest uh, feeling awkward or unprepared. You know, they might even, we might be asking them to speak about something that they're really not comfortable with. So you definitely want to send your notes uh, to your guests beforehand. Uh, you know, whether it's an email or, you know, we use uh, both use calendar tools mm-hmm. as well as uh, Christian. I like how sets up a Facebook group for each episode where he's got everything that's going to be talked about. And so everyone's on the same page. Definitely. So yeah, make sure you notify your guests beforehand. And, you know, to this point as well, just remember while you want your guests to be on your show and they're excited to be on your show, they also have a life. They also potentially run their own business as well, or they've got work commitments. And so if you take too much time to send in the information, they may not have the time to prepare, which can in turn hurt your show. And I'm not saying don't invite guests, just be mindful of the fact that you need to send this information to your guest ahead of time. This way, if there are any questions about anything, maybe they don't understand how you worded something, or maybe you know you have a question that really doesn't fit with their wheelhouse, you can go back and you have enough time to make those edits. Remember, your guest is really important. Your guest is the person who is most important on your show. It's not you, it's not your co-host, it's your guest. And so you want to make sure they're as comfortable as possible. And that starts by sending them the right information before your show. Okay, so Jim, what's number 16, by the way? This is so important. Running an equipment check with your guest at least ideally 15 minutes before you go live because Mm -hmm. the last thing you need is for your guest to show up and all of a sudden you can't hear their audio, their camera's not working, they've got uh, wonky internet. And it may be because they haven't talked about or, or thought about the first 15 things that we mentioned, they need to be doing that same thing. So sometimes it might be a good idea to send your guests this checklist that we're talking about to say, here's some things you want to do before you come on our show. Cause maybe they've been working all morning. And so when they come on, they have not restarted their computer. So I always uh, think it's a great idea, not only by getting them on live a little bit beforehand uh, or not live, but getting them in early we're able to have each person uh, check their equipment and therefore they're ready to go live. Definitely. You know, and I can't stress this enough and make sure you run the equipment check. It doesn't matter if this is your first episode or in my case, my 260th episode, it doesn't matter because you can run into issues. I know Jim, you and I ran into this with my show social chatter for like weeks I could normally hear you and you could hear me and the co or guests could hear things as well. And then I know we started the show one time and it was like, well, I can't hear you, but you could hear me. And so we couldn't figure it out. And if you don't allow enough time for this, you know, it a, adds more stress to your show for you producing it. But at the same time, I mean, 
it took us weeks to figure out what it actually was. And yeah, we had workarounds to make it work, but you have to make sure you prepare your guests ahead of time. I mean, it's not just giving them the notes, it's making sure their equipment's good, making sure their camera's good, make sure the lighting works well. I mean, I know even, Jim, we've had interviews where people have had clothing that was interfering with the microphone and we did our best to fix that, to remedy it as quickly as possible. And the reason why was because it was very actually, it was actually very annoying during the broadcast because you kept hearing like the zipper and the microphone. And, you know, so we wanted to make sure we got that cleaned up as best as possible so that our listeners could actually hear the broadcast and they weren't distracted. Okay. So number 17 is to notify your house guests, by the way. And this piggybacks off of what we talked about earlier about letting people know about your live show. And so, you know, notifying your house guests. So for example, if you've got people that are coming over, you know, not everybody happens to have a studio or an office that they can record their broadcast in. Some people, for example, have a room that is a multi-purpose room and it's not just them, it's them and maybe their kids or maybe a husband and wife team, for example. So just make sure you notify your house guests. You know, it's not going to be like, like a mouse quiet, like in your house, but you want to make sure you notify people. So nobody, you know, is yelling, for example, nobody's doing things on the internet that can really disrupt your broadcast, you know, so that also it helps put you at ease as well. So if you know, for example, you're going to be recording, tell people, Hey, you know what? I'm recording for the next one hour. By the way, I would always buffer. If it's going to be a 45 minute recording, make it one hour or an hour and 15 minutes. So this way, if there is an issue, you can kind of work through that and people aren't going to just barge in and interrupt your broadcast. So that's number 17. And then number 18 is to have your notes ready and accessible. So we said to make sure you send your guest the notes, the topics you're going to be talking about, but make sure you also have your notes handy and at, you know, basically with you and a couple ways you can do this. For example, I know Jem for, you know, social chatter. One thing we always do is we make sure we open the tabs that we're going to be sharing and we have all that information ready to go. We've actually discussed the broadcast beforehand so that we know how the show is going to run. In addition to that though, if you happen to have, you know, printed notes, for example, you could print on a copy. If you don't want to waste paper, you could have an iPad or another tablet and put that right next to you as well. Put that on like a stand. And then this way you have all your notes ready and accessible and you can reference them. And also, by the way, Jim, I know as far as notes go, I mean, if you're not sure how you need to like reference your notes while you're doing your broadcast, watch other talk shows. For example, you might watch, I think it's what, Good Morning America, maybe you can see that people typically have some cards that they have in front of them so they can easily just reference it. They're not reading off the card. So the more shows you do, the more it becomes second nature, but make sure you have all this stuff ready and accessible and that you've actually reviewed it beforehand. Okay. So what's number 19, Jim? Warm up beforehand. I mean, you're getting ready to, in a sense, it's a performance. So you don't, you know, you want to warm your voice up. Uh, you want to check your posture. You know, what I've actually been able to do over time, because we don't think about it, is I actually stand when mm -hmm. I'm doing my live streams. So that helps with my breathing. It also helps with my posture, my energy level, because I think sometimes, because especially now, so many people are sitting, that sitting affects how you project yourself and you don't think about it. You almost sometimes might even find yourself getting a little bit, um, 
you know, lazy. Uh, and so I think, you know, think about your posture, practice, right? If you're not comfortable, practice going back to, uh, you know, Christians, you know, number 10 on the, on the list of the test stream, test yourself mm-hmm. and see how you sound on these different positions. And that's a great way to get yourself ready. You know, some people almost do like, uh, like these crazy noises to get their voice levels mm-hmm. up and down, <laughs> drink, you know, drink a little bit of water, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, to get those vocal, vocal cords, <laughs> cords moist mm-hmm. and, uh, and be, just be ready to go. Good point. Yeah. And, you know, you can drink cold water. Some people like to drink hot water. They like to, for example, here's another little tip. If you're a professional singer or an actor, a lot of people will drink throat coat, which is supposed to actually, you know, help uh, loosen up the vocal cords. So that way you sound your best. Okay. So you talked about warming up beforehand with your posture, doing some vocal warm ups. What's next, Jim? The next thing would be verify your destinations because I know some of these destinations and I'll talk specifically about LinkedIn. Every once in a while, you'll get this, you know, StreamYard has been disconnected from LinkedIn. So as much as you think that all your destinations are connected, you may find all of a sudden that there's been an unlinking. And as you're about to go live, you don't want to have to say, oh, gosh, now I got to remember my password and user ID for this destination. So check that stuff ahead of time to make sure that everything is linked properly because nothing worse than not only one, not being able to uh, go live on the destination you want to and and verifying that, but two, you want to make sure that everything goes as smooth as possible. Not to mention, sometimes these destinations are having their own technical issues. We've really seen that a lot with the Facebook over the last few months where people are having issues going live on Facebook. That's a very good point. So number 21, by the way, is to handle your business beforehand. And what I mean by this is, well, I guess partly make sure you tell people, you know, hey, I'm going to have my live streaming show and it goes from such and such time to such and such time. But what I mean by handle your business beforehand, this includes things such as getting water, things like using the bathroom, make sure you walk your dog, all that sort of stuff so that you can be focused for the time during your live show. So make sure you handle your business beforehand because there's nothing worse than being in the middle of the stream and having to excuse yourself, not to just go to the bathroom, but do things like, hey, I got to go to the door. There's somebody ringing the doorbell and so forth. So it would be actually really nice if there was a way to do it like a do not disturb at your house, like with the doorbell, you know, like kind of like you can do for smartphones and computers and whatnot, but something like, Hey, do not ring this bell. Um, besides putting a little note up, but make sure you handle your business beforehand. And then the 22nd thing in this list is just to have a backup plan. Now, not going to lie live streams. Sometimes they could be very finicky. You might run into issues with your internet. I know Jim, you referenced this earlier. The internet can go down And so have a backup plan. For example, if your house internet goes down, maybe you want to have your smartphone and tether off your phone. Yes, it will mean you use a lot more data for your mobile device, but at least you have a backup plan. Now, in addition to that, the other thing, I'll give you a great example here. Jem and I were doing, I think we were doing a recording actually the other day with uh, Kevin Colby and my my power went out actually during my broadcast. And so the backup plan there was 
hey, let me immediately message Jim, let him know what happened, and then have him handle the entire rest of the recording. So the other reason why you want to have a backup plan is so that if something does go wrong, it's a lot less stressful for you. Okay, Jim, what is the 23rd item in this list? It's probably one of the most important items. Start your stream on time. One, on certain platforms, and and Facebook definitely, if you scheduled, you've only got a 10-minute window before it's going to not allow you to go live at the time you had originally scheduled. Two, your audience. Your audience is expecting you to go live at the time you say you need to respect not only your audience, but your guests by starting on time because people have other things to do. If they're actually willing to take the time to come and watch your show live, you want to respect that because otherwise they're going to one think, Hey, these guys don't got their act together. They're liable to not be as interested in watching you in the future. And it's just all about being consistent and respectful of people's time. So start on time and everything should go smooth. And you really, you're all even almost in a sense, you're building up with your guests. They had anticipation of we're going to go live at this time. You're even mentally, I think sometimes that's how you're preparing to, to go. And then if all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we're not going live yet. I think sometimes even mentally your, your, uh, your body's not ready for it. Definitely. I think those are really good points. So there you have it. 23 items to cross off your checklist before you go live. Now, remember, as Jem mentioned at the beginning, you don't need to do every single one of these as you progress. You know, if you notice, for example, that your internet has been lagging during the week or even your computer seems slow, maybe you want to do a restart every single time. However, for example, you know, if you start to realize that, hey, you know what, I'm not opening as many tabs and I'm using the tool that Jem recommended, then, hey, maybe I need to skip that step. You know, as far as your camera, if you don't adjust your camera, so once you get set your camera and your lighting, maybe you don't need to actually do, you know, a five minute check on your camera. Everything will already be ready. Now, in addition to this, Jim, I know that, you know, people will probably look at this and say, well, hey, how long is this 23 minute checklist going to take? What do you think it should be? Should it be like, hey, they should do half an hour of work? What's your take? You know, it really doesn't take that long. When you really start going through this, this is probably, you know, the, the first part alone outside of the guest probably can do it in less than 10 minutes. And, and really, a lot of these other things are more of that systematic. R- reality is you should probably give yourself about half an hour before your start time to start this process. So if your guest is going to come on 15 minutes early, 30 minutes beforehand, restart your computer, clean everything up, and then by the time the guest comes on 15 minutes beforehand, you're ready to kind of go through the rest of this checklist. Definitely. So I want to thank everybody for joining us for episode 30 of the Launcher Live podcast, where we discussed what to do before you go live. Remember, if you need help with your live streaming, contact us for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at Launch Your Live, all one word. And for more information, head to launcher.live forward slash EP30. We will see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you joining us. 
for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.